0: Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 18th day of August in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'll be talking today about the social contract or the agreement between the government and the people that holds the system we call civilization together. I'll argue today that the social contract has been deliberately damaged or destroyed, perhaps permanently. And with its destruction comes the destruction of the republic and of civilization itself. What exactly is a social contract between citizens and government? In simplified terms, the people, by and through their elected representatives, formulate laws. They agree to abide by those laws. They also agree to pay taxes to the government for physical protection individually and collectively by the government through its agency. The government agrees to force everyone to abide by the laws, not just nice, timid people Are those out of favor with the powers that be? My argument today is that the government has so deliberately failed in its obligations. that the social contract is no longer valid. In addition to breaking the contract, the government has symbolically spit in the faces of the people whom it obviously considers to be powerless. The most amazing thing about the allegation I just made is that the people by a majority vote repeatedly vote into office those officials who have just broken the contract and laughed about it. The most recent and perhaps best series of examples comes to us from the state of California. Armed with bear spray, which they used to neutralize the already ineffective guards, a group of 50 or more people swarmed a Los Angeles mall and made off with an estimated $100,000 worth of luxury merchandise. The Nordstrom store was at the Topanga Mall in Woodland Hills. Topanga police were on the scene quickly and had numerous, quote, leads, the LAPD said in its statement. There were, however, no arrests, and the thieves fled in a probably stolen BMW and other luxury vehicles. The case is evidence that American society is broken because it has been destroyed by barbaric savages, And by that, I don't just mean the thieves. The government is at all levels, refuses to enforce its side of the contract and protect people. This means that the local contract has been abolished. So why should we pay taxes anymore or fulfill any part of the contract? The government unilaterally abolished the contract the same way it unilaterally abolished the border. The answer to my question is that the government has more and bigger guns than we do. Perhaps that's why there's a constant effort by government to disarm law-abiding citizens, but not criminals. The American social contract is more binding and extensive than perhaps that of any other country because of the U.S. Constitution, which is supposed to be the supreme law of the land, but now is apparently just a piece of ancient parchment. But I digress, so let me continue. The second example comes from the Golden State of California as well. That state is apparently what the destroyers of civilization have in mind for the rest of us sane people. The federal government built a new federal building in the heart of San Francisco at a cost of hundreds of millions of dollars. It is, of course, surrounded by other federal buildings to serve the employees who work in the federal building. This is a typical setup that is found in cities across the country as the feds have been on a campaign to rebuild and update federal structures. The building in San Francisco is named for former Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. The difference between the Nancy Pelosi Federal Building and others across the country is that the federal government has directed its San Francisco employees who work in the new building not to come to work because it is too dangerous. I know you think I must be joking. Or at least misguided, but no, folks, I assure you, I'm correct. It seems that Nordstrom, Crate and Barrel, Gump's, many other luxury stores are not the only ones to abandon San Francisco. Government employees have been told to work from home due to rampant crime outside the Nancy Pelosi Federal Building. Nancy Pelosi herself urged the federal employees to stay away from the building named after her because it is too dangerous Quoting from the San Francisco Chronicle, quote, Dozens of dealers routinely plant themselves on next to or across the street from the property operating in shifts as users smoke, snort, or shoot up their recent purchases. The property's concrete benches are an especially popular site for users to get high, socialize, or pass out, end quote. Now the Chronicle gives us the government's response to the problem. Quote, the safety of workers in our federal building has always been a priority for Speaker Emeritus Pelosi. Whether in the building or on their commutes, federal, state, and local law enforcement in coordination with public health officials and stakeholders are working hard to address the acute crisis of fentanyl trafficking and the related violence in certain areas of the city, end quote. Thanks to the Chronicle for the words, but let me respond with what I believe they really mean. What do you mean acute crisis? Why is it a crisis? It's a long-term chronic disaster. It's only getting worse. San Francisco, arguably the most beautiful city and the most perfect setting of any city in the world, is now a perfect hellhole example of government abandoning its side of the social contract. All those words from the federal government are nothing but lies. They intend to do nothing because they're all in on the destruction of our civilization. I told you a couple of weeks ago that cities are the center of civilization, and to destroy cities is to destroy civilization. That's what our government is intentionally doing. The officials who hold government positions are only part of the problem, perhaps not even the most important part. The real problem is that they are often selected for their positions by some of the most evil people, on this planet, that statement is especially true for district attorneys personally selected and put in office by George Soros specifically to destroy Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Atlanta, Memphis, and many other cities. So, the district attorneys, they're lawyers and officers of the court, they are. They're supposed to have honor and ethics. They are supposed to represent the people against criminals and prosecute the accused criminals, but instead, They allow themselves to become criminals, I should say, instead that they are shills, running dog shills at that for their masters who want them specifically to destroy their cities in order to destroy civilization. That destruction will offer the chance for the dream of millennia to finally be fulfilled. That dream is global government with them. At the head, of course, the district attorneys serve as the running dog toadies for the hidden vampires who own them. Well, in San Francisco, at least the federal government has made its position quite clear. It's abandoning the people to their own devices and fleeing the hellhole have created. How wicked, evil, despicable can one group of shills get? Yes, folks, this is your beloved government at its working best, virtually at least. I can't leave the example of California just yet. As a matter of fact, I can't even leave the city by the bay. I have an uplifting story. That is an example of American enterprise, American entrepreneurship at its very best. It is an example of a spirit that makes ice cream when all the government has given one is bull excrement. Tourists curious about San Francisco's urban decay of abandoned shops, open drug use, open drug sales, homeless encampments can now get a guided tour. A street-savvy guide advertises that if you are fed up with the lack of action by the government, take a walking tour along the, quote, doom loop tour to see the worst of the city for yourselves. Quote, you've seen the tweets, now get close and personal to the doom and squalor of downtown San Francisco. End quote. The guide goes on to say, quote, how can a city with a $14.6 billion annual budget be a model of urban decay? How can it spend $776.8 million per year on police and have no rule of law to show for it, to dis- discover the policy choices that made America's wealthiest city, the nation's innovative leader of housing crisis, addiction crisis, mental health crisis, unrepentant crime crisis, end quote. The guide claims that paying customers will get to see the city's most belighted and crime-ridden neighborhoods, the owner of this very creative business anonymously claims to work in municipal government. We can leave the golden state of California now and turn our attention briefly to government officials in other cities and other states who take their destruction of the social contract of the Republic of Civilization seriously. The saboteurs of civilization seeks to drive another nail or a series of nails into the coffin of this republic With their prosecution of Donald Trump, they prosecute Trump for no real crime at all while their boss, Joe Biden, appears to be guilty of bribery, extortion, perhaps even treason. The saddest part of the prosecution of Trump is that now it appears that another above reproach institution, the judiciary, suborned by politics just bending with the political breezes that blow once again, step-by-step, brick-by-brick, power is taken from we, the people, Stolen by the global elites, the voters could have turned Trump away and Biden away as well, but instead the elites had to take their choice from them and handle it Soviet Union style. Now, unfortunately, it's all just part of what Bill Barnard calls the comic opera. Now the military, the CIA, all 16 of the deep state intelligence agencies, the FBI, Congress, the appointed bureaucracy, academia, the media, the medical pharma complex, now the courts... The courts are also singing in the Chromic Opera in California, New York, Chicago, Atlanta, Memphis. Many other American cities' George Soros-selected prosecutors are very adept at turning felonies into misdemeanors without bail or even charges. Other Soros prosecutors, like Alvin Bragg in New York, Fannie Willis in Atlanta, are inclined to do the opposite when charging someone who has the audacity to challenge the policies determined by our global elite to be acceptable. Fannie Willis said the law is, quote, nonpartisan, which is a laughable lie and complete horse manure. If she actually believes it, she is demented, as well as being a George Soros shell. So the social contract is in ruins, as is the republic. People on one side of the political divide fear those on the other side are fascists or even Nazis. People on the other side. Fear that those on the other side are agents of communism, especially communist China, which apparently does own a great deal of American farmland, just not nearly as much as Bill Gates. Both sides are trained so that the propaganda, they are propagandized to fear takeover by the other side, and they naturally overlook the oligarchic totalitarian takeover that has already occurred on both sides. Finally, folks, If there is a way back from this insanity to normal, I don't know what it is. I don't see it, at least the way I see it now. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.